Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We are going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia Allen. I'm a social media marketer, writer, and mom to three boys ages 5, 3, and 18 months. And I'm Terilyn Griffin, an English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids ages 10, 8, 5, and 3. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the magic together. Hey, everybody. I have a face palm today, and that is directly related to this morning, Felicia (laughs) and I's recording this morning. So as you guys know, we meet at 5.30 a.m. to record and there hasn't been a single time where one of us has just not showed up yet. You know, I think every once in a while one of us will come, like, we'll be behind or whatever, but we're always there. Well, this morning, I still don't know what happened. Like, I, I'm still feeling very disoriented. But I wake up thinking it's, like, 3 in the morning, and I'm like, oh, you know, go use the bathroom or whatever. Walk into my bathroom where my phone is in my bathroom. So I know I didn't turn it off in my sleep. And it's 7 a.m., guys. 7. <laughs> There's just, like, one nice text from Felicia that's just like, hey, are you s- – did you fall back asleep? <laughs> that's all. No, where are you? I hate you. None of that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my heavens. And it, do- and it feels like 3 in the morning to me, so that's why I'm still so disoriented. That's the best part. <laughs> like, how did I sleep in? And also, what an adult am I? Did I, like, think 7 a.m. – I mean, it's like what 10 a.m. used to feel like to me. Like, that is some serious sleeping in. So, poor Felicia. Anyway, so we're recording this at my house instead of at the studio because, hi, I still don't know what happened. Did I not set my alarm? Because I texted Felicia last night as I set my alarm. Like, that's my cue. I, I set my alarm and then I text her and say, 5.30 tomorrow, see ya. So I remember setting it. I still don't know what happened. She's like, you probably just turn off in your sleep. And I'm like, what, walk to the bathroom in my sleep and walk back in my sleep? Like, how is that even possible? Yeah, that's weird. So I'm still very confused. And wow, what a face palm. Poor Felicia is has been up now for like two straight hours. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, no. Without me. The best part is the thinking it's three in the morning. <laughs> I know. Because it's dark outside. But yes, my body didn't feel like it dark. was seven. Yeah. Anyway, so, so weird. Well, it's happened to the best of us, me included. Okay, so I have a, <clears throat> uh, what, is, what am I making this as? Mine are always a mix. We'll go with the high five. <laughs> <laughs> They're always sort of a face palm and sort of a high five. So I've mentioned <laughs> in the past that since Cohen started kindergarten, he's had a little bit of kindergarten-ness, is what I call it, going on, which is... So far in parenting, probably my most triggering, annoying thing, which I'm sure there'll be many more. In fact, I know there will be. But you guys know what I'm talking about. The kid starts kindergarten, and I've seen this in other people's kids and thought, my kid will never be like that. Well, he is. And it's where they go to kindergarten, and they're just really annoying. It's the best way to describe it. Just like the poo-poo all the time kind of kindergarten acting like they can't hear you type thing and I think it's especially frustrating it has been because Cohen's not like that his personality is more um a little more reserved and just more calmish normally and so 
and kind of was like this, having this identity crisis for my kid. Like, who are you? What is happening? <laughs> like, he would do stuff, and I would just be so confused. Like, I don't even know you. And then it was layered with, like, the grouchiness of just starting a new thing, which is totally expected. Going to kindergarten, learning, your brain's, like, about to explode. Anyway, so for the past probably eight weeks, I've just been like, man, like, what is there to do about this? Because it's kind of driving me crazy. And we've had a breakthrough, which is the high five part of this. Um, I'm not going to go into detail because next episode, we're going to talk about our favorite parenting tips. And this story is going to be included. So I'm not going to go into detail, but we've had a breakthrough on the kindergartenness. And when I talked about this on Instagram, a lot of you reached out and saying, yes, help me. This is driving me crazy. So next episode, I'm going to chat more about the specifics of there might be hope for those of us who are annoyed by the kindergartenness. Okay, I'm dying. I got to find out what this breakthrough is. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> I'll be here. <laughs> Great. Okay, that sounds fantastic. I'm excited. Okay, so this episode, we are going to talk about the holidays slash how we can feel and things that the holidays can bring up um, in reference to past pains or maybe stories we're telling ourselves about um, how we should be during the holidays or what our holidays should look like for our family. And I think especially as women, we carry a lot of the weight of the expectation of the holidays and the Mm -hmm. magic of the holidays. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we just wanted to chat a little bit about this and offer some tips that might help alleviate that, hopefully, Mm -hmm. um, and recognize it. Yeah, those are and those are some heavy, not heavy, I don't know if heavy is the right word, but just the magic of the holidays is a lot, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. But then you combine it with, and I know every family is different, but for a, for I would say for a lot of women also the practicality of the holidays is also carried by a lot of women you know like all the food for all the different parties totally and i mean not that my husband obviously couldn't make food but like mm-hmm. this is this is where i'm setting my own expectations that i'm not willing to delegate right like mm-hmm. i want to make my specific s- cookies with this mm-hmm. recipe and i could assign it to him and he'd buy some delicious cookies but for mm-hmm. me at this time of year, like, I got to have this cookie because yeah. it's my thing. Mm-hmm. So it's a, an intentional choice that I'm making. But it still does end up kind of being a lot. A lot of emotional the labor. The practical. <laughs> yeah, you have a lot of practical labor and then this, like, kind of magical creating experiences mm-hmm. labor. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you can recognize it and realize I am choosing this intentionally. And when I do that, when I actually look at it as, like, I don't have to do any of this. Mm-hmm. It's not a have to. This is a I'm choosing to. I'm choosing to make these from scratch cookies because I want these cookies. <laughs> right. I want my kids to have these cookies. So I'm going to do it without resentment because I'm choosing it. Whereas there's been other things, guys, where I've been like, I'm kind of feeling like I don't want to do it, but I feel like I have to. And guess what? With those things, I just don't do them. Yeah. I actually just say, you know what? I'm going gonna, nope. I'm gonna to yep. set this on the side. Like, for example, there's one party that I normally would want to make homemade rolls for, but actually wasn't as important to me. So I did just buy... They were delicious rolls, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is, as soon as you turn it into intentional choices, you can get rid of the resentment for it because they're choices you're making mm-hmm. instead of choices that you feel like people are making you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and seeing not only our own expectation, but seeing 
we see the world now with social media and we're seeing everything that everybody else is doing and it can feel like, oh my gosh, I don't even have an elf on the shelf. I didn't get my kid a new iPad 25, you know, whatever all these (laughs) expectations we have of how our Christmas should look. And for me, when I was thinking about it, it kind of boiled down to being authentic. And that's one of the cornerstones of what we talk about on the podcast and something I think is super important in our life because we, our family and who we are isn't the same as anybody else. And that sounds, I mean, we've heard that preached, right, from our parents or whoever, but it's easier. It really is easier said than done Mm -hmm. because we see everyone else and we Mm -hmm. think what they're doing is so amazing. Mm -hmm. And growing up, my holidays were just there like they weren't anything super special and um we didn't have any traditions really and I kind of got got to a place of complacency with holidays when the holidays would roll around I didn't really care it was fine um and I saw myself when I was in college and I'm starting to date and being around other people's families during the holidays starting to really feel um, a comparison and some resentment of, you know, why, why is my family's holiday so lame? (laughs) And then a feeling of, well, I need to take control and change that within my family and yada, yada, yada down the list until I just realized, you know, I can create an authentic experience for my little family now, but there's no way to change those the past things and things that other people can control Mm -hmm. you know yeah and so that was really a letting go for me of an expectation of my what's the right family of origin my Mm -hmm. parents and how they did our holidays Mm -hmm. I had to let that go and just come to the conclusion of I don't have all these traditions now I can go forward and make them for myself but they don't exist Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I need to stop holding on to the hope that they will or that will change yes I love that because I would imagine that people listening here, I mean, just I'm just like thinking of like all my friends, I would say almost over 50% have their family of origin, not what they would have wanted at the holiday. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a time of a ton of contention or whatever, or you didn't have the traditions that you wanted. And so I love, I love that approach, Felicia, because I feel like what you're saying is you can set what you want going forward in the future and but carrying the past also, or even what it sounds like to me, what you're saying is carrying the idea that your Christmas at any time in your life, because in college you didn't have little kids that you could create this magical mm-hmm. experience with. Mm-hmm. You just had yourself and you were feeling like you were feeling like you're missing out in college when you were looking at other people. So yeah. in that situation, what it sounds like you're saying is you actually learned to let go of your Christmas looking like other people's Christmases. Right. That. That to be authentic means, you know what, my experience here doesn't have to look like anybody else's experience. And so I'm sure in college your Christmas is probably a lot more simple, but there still was some letting go. <laughs> Felicia has on her computer this like little meme going on in the background of this cute little toddler like running away. It's on and her it's so text. distracting and so cute. <laughs> anyway so yeah it's just I just had to cover up the meme because I'm just watching this chubby toddler doing like a sprint 
and it's not working for me anyway I'm yeah to talk about. i've like four times cracked up as we've been talking not about what we're talking about but because that meme is so funny anyway so yeah i i'm just loving that idea because i think that applies to all of us right this very second like mm-hmm. our christmas doesn't have to look like anybody else's christmas mm-hmm. yep even with social media even with all those things. So mm-hmm. I love that. I think as we're focusing on like the pillars, like I just talked about practicality, magic, and spirituality is a huge part mm-hmm. for a lot of people about any any holiday this time of year. Mm-hmm. And so with those like big things, I mean, spirituality is huge. Practicality, all the things to make it happen are huge. And magic is huge. Mm-hmm. When I say magic, I mean like the experience, the feelings that we're trying mm-hmm. to cultivate, you know, mm-hmm. around the fire, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, those are some big, big things. And I think if we can grasp what Felicia is saying here of doesn't have to look like anybody else's, what is it that we can control, first of all? And second of all, how can we make it authentic to us? Mm-hmm. You know? And if you're going all in on those things that you're being present with those traditions and rituals that you do have and that you're trying to create, I think your family and your kids will feel that. The same way that they'll feel if you're longing for other people's Christmas. Yes. So it doesn't matter uh-huh. what you do. At least I see with my kids, they're not comparing. They don't care. Yeah. They're not on social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. They are just, they love it if I get into our traditions. So mm. I think that's super important to find yeah. your authentic holiday celebrating. I love that. Another uh, thing we want to touch on as we're talking about holidays is that we know for a lot of a lot of people holidays of any kind but especially this time of year around christmas that if you've experienced grief like really serious grief about losing somebody who's close to you then this time of year can be really hard i mean i've talked to people who lost their parents you know 40 years ago and still christmases bring up a lot of mixed emotions because you're, you are feeling a lot of love and a lot of joy, but at the same time, you're sad because that person isn't there anymore. And it can also be um, for, you know, for example, like my, my dad lost his dad around this time of year. So especially if their death was around this time of year, then it becomes this trigger every year of this pain. So our suggestion here, there are a lot of great things. I have a friend who's a grief counselor and wow I mean like when I if you if you have any there's so many tips out there specifically for grief we could do a whole episode on how to deal with holidays Mm -hmm. (laughs) when you're grieving or if you've experienced grief in the past but our suggestions here are first of all we just want to recognize you out there who are feeling pain this time of year because you've lost somebody that you love and you're feeling a lot of emotions but um I would say going back to our core principles on this podcast which are recognizing and being present I think can really, really be a powerful tool even with this difficult situation. And that is if you can recognize the feelings when they come through. So you're, you know, you see uh, the joy on your kids' faces and you think, oh, if only my, my mom could see this, you know. So you're feeling joy and then you feel that little pain right after. Sometimes I, we just try to squash it and there's nothing wrong with just saying, I see you. So uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, who's a really excellent mindfulness guru uh well he's a he's a monk who writes a lot about mindfulness he says that if you can talk to your emotions it's taking you one step away from them and you realize that you're not your emotions you're just seeing them so i think this actually grief would be worth actually like grief my old friend the grief over my mother that's we're gonna like have that be my friend here and say 
um, oh, there you are, grief again, Mm -hmm. my old friend. Here you are. You come all the time, but especially at this time of year, I can see you. I'm going to still enjoy the smile on my kid's face. So, like, thank you, I see you, and now I'm just going to set you. You can stay here with me. I'm not pushing you away. You can stay here, but I'm really going to focus in on my my kid's joy here. And then when that grief says again, oh, but your mom never even met your kid, then you can say, oh, there you are again. Thank you for sharing. You can still stay here with me, but, like, for me, it's picturing putting that grief to the side of you. So it's still with you, but you're going to do it together you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like Mm -hmm. uh, I have a friend who always says like a nervousness fear is something she always gets before she performs and she says when she's about to go on stage she'll say there you are and she actually has her nervousness named Mm -hmm. we're gonna do this together like Mm -hmm. I'm but I'm gonna sit you to the side you're not gonna be blocking my vision (laughs) you're here to the side and we're just gonna do this performance together and Mm -hmm. I actually like that feeling of when we actually recognize our emotions and we can do things with them instead of letting them paralyze us that's huge And one tip to make this a little more concrete that uh, could be powerful for you, let us know if it works. Uh, If you are dealing with some serious grief this time of year, um, you can actually set aside, just like we set aside time for Christmas parties to connect with, you know, our friends we haven't seen for a long time or grandparents or whatever. um, You can set aside a time to connect in with that loved one. And what that would look like is you could do it, say with other people who love that person. Like, you know, we're gonna have a Christmas thing and we're gonna all remember the things we loved about this person. Or for me, um, personal time is usually so healing. So, and I have a lot of time with other people during this season. So for me, it would look like I'm probably by myself, probably in the tub (laughs) with (laughs) a nice drink of some kind. And um, you can actually say like, I'm going to enjoy the memories of this person. So I'm gonna remember all my favorite things about this person and realize that that person is still in my heart and also take some time to feel that grief. So I'm going to, I'm actually going to take this time to lean into it. Mm -hmm. This is what I miss. This is why I wish they were still here and feel those feelings. Like, so you can actually set aside time. So anytime you feel them other times, you can say, you know what, I'm going to give you a whole two hours in a couple of weeks to feel you. So I want to feel the joy now. And you know, I'll, I'll really focus if you, Mm -hmm. you know, just give me yourself that time. If it's really strong grief, Sometimes it's helpful to like set aside some time to actually feel it, Mm -hmm. feel the joy of that person and the grief. Mm -hmm. And as we're talking about grief, I mean, it's also important to recognize um, there is also, so my mom experienced this when her dad died. He was abusive. And once he died, she now experiences the grief of not just the regular kind of loss that I was just talking about, somebody that you loved and you wish was there, but it's actually, she had to grieve the, the feeling of what, would never happen like Mm -hmm. he would never give her the Christmas that she was wanting Mm -hmm. never give her the love that she was wanting and there's uh kind of a pain with that too Mm -hmm. and you can approach that the exact same way yeah name the feeling you're feeling Mm -hmm. and maybe it's the yes I'm mad that Christmas was never Mm -hmm. good with you Mm -hmm. and you can name that too and feel it and the idea is just feel it see it don't try to like numb it right (laughs) Just let it, let it hang out to the side, mm-hmm. just not in front of you blocking your vision. Mm-hmm. You know? I love that. And I think using this, so Terrell and I were talking about what is the, how can we use this holiday time, which for me is usually a lot of the time spent around people that I want to be around that bring me joy and hopefully 
if you're feeling like your holidays are spent around people who aren't bringing you joy, maybe you can <laughs> strip that out. <laughs> or give it a nice boundary. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. We're going to go to this party with these people mm-hmm. who aren't my favorite, mm-hmm. but I am going to allocate this two hours of time to be present mm-hmm. and pleasant. Mm-hmm. And then after that, though, I'm going to yeah leave. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So you can also Whichever set boundaries. Right. There's a lot of people who... You end up spending time with people you wouldn't choose, mm-hmm. but you just have to set a boundary around it. Yes. Yeah, I think – and we we are going to talk – that's one of our tips later is um, look at those relationships. And I think it's – I don't know how you feel, but I think it's so different for everyone. For me, um, with <clears throat> people who I felt were, you know, maybe – I feel like toxic is a strong word, but maybe not bringing the type of vibe I wanted in my life. Mm-hmm. Um it's always work best for me to pretty much remove them and that time. Cause I, I saw, you know, a buildup of resentment of you're taking time, precious time that I could be spending with people who are actually caring towards me. Mm. But for some people, a better healing might be, I really want to go with them and heal those relationships. So mm. it's probably going to look different mm-hmm. for anyone in the holidays, but mm-hmm. I think it's a great time of reflection before we go into the new year to look around and say what what is really filling me up what is bringing me joy what am I doing that's working what's not working and use it as a time and I love that as a journal prompt prompt I will Mm -hmm. write you know what's working right now Mm -hmm. and just like look over the whole of my life these things are really working good. Like, let me pump those up. Mm-hmm. What's not working? X, Y, Z. How can I change those things? Um, so I love that as a journal prompt. We are going to take a break and come back with more tips on how to focus in on the holidays and look at what am I doing that's working? What, what can I change? And some more tips on enjoying this season. So we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so we are going to share our favorite tips for um, setting up that authenticity and peace as we go through the holidays and then kind of a little way to start looking at and jumpstarting our New Year's um, thoughts and resolutions. So our first tip, um, Carolyn's going to share, is 
whatever your I know everybody has different spiritual practices and there's actually several holidays around this time of year that have to do with different religions but I would say whatever your spiritual practice is I find my ability to be authentic and peaceful and not rushed and materialistic (laughs) comes back to tapping into my own spirituality so for me because we are Christians obviously Christmas our the spiritual dynamic of that is focusing on Christ so I found for me when I when I remember that I am able to counteract those feelings of materialism and feeling rushed and all the things that I don't want to have be part of my family's Christmas if I can bring it back to what I think is the most important part of Christmas for my family it changes the it changes the entire dynamic. It's much easier to not care about other people's, what other people's Christmas trees look like. When I say not care, I actually love people's Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like, compare. Ba- I don't feel bad that other people have amazing Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I did, you know what I mean? There are mm-hmm. other things where I do think like, oh, I don't do it like that. But when I'm focusing on the spiritual aspect of it, then like none of that even matters. Mm-hmm. It's like this way to me of any spiritual practice, the beauty to me of that is it kind of just, like clears up your vision Mm -hmm. and so whatever your spiritual practice is I think this is a great time of year to tap into that make sure you're Mm -hmm. doing whatever rituals you have in your life that connect you to your spiritual uh, dimension Mm -hmm. I would say do those so for me that looks like in my miracle morning when I actually spend time connecting with God through meditation and prayer and scripture study and all those kinds of things that's how I tap into that Mm -hmm. over and over and over on a daily basis and it helps center me. So mm-hmm. that's my first tip. Whatever your spiritual practice is, don't give it up for December. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep yes. it going because it'll help clear your vision and help you lead a much more authentic holiday season. Yes. And on that note, um, when Terrell saying don't give it up, our next tip is to keep your routine. It's so easy for me and everybody else out there, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You're going to parties, you're staying up late, Mm -hmm. you want to watch that next holiday movie, you're wrapping gifts, you have to run to the store, and we're all doing a lot of stuff, and we're all tired, and it's so easy to not um, keep our routines that fill us up, you know, that self-care, and we've talked about, for us, that's our morning time, but whenever it is for you, those moments of still time to recoup, reflect on the day or the week, and just be still and also included in that um time is meditation if you have a meditation practice or just you know you going on to go on a walk and just think um but to meditate on maybe the anxieties that you're having in this season and first to just allow them to be there and we've talked about um the acronym rain from tar brock And that is to recognize what you're feeling, allow your feelings, investigate, be curious about them. Um, Wow, what's in? Recognize, allow, investigate, and nurture. Mm -hmm. Nurture um, those feelings. So what that means is you let them be there and you offer yourself care um, and acceptance of those feelings. So I like to use my morning routine for all of that stillness, meditation, reflection, journaling, and it really helps helps set the tone, especially if maybe I have, you know, a party 
later in the night that I'm not looking that forward to, or the day is going to be a lot of work because I'm prepping for something for Christmas. Um, it helps me set the tone for those. Mm-hmm. I think that that's all brilliant, actually, <laughs> to do all those things. And do you, okay, I have a question for you though. Are you saying because I feel like my morning routine is still great, but my like evening routines when we're home we still do them well, but like. I feel like this time of year, mm, my evening wild. routines are not yes. on. Would yes. you say the same thing for you? Totally. And talking about being practical, we Parker and I really have to look at the week and say, okay, these nights we don't have anything. Mm-hmm. We're going to be, you know, it's 7 o'clock bedtime. Uh-huh. Yes. We're like yes. being uh-huh. practical about not overbooking yes. during the holidays. Uh-huh. It's so important for us with little kids. Yeah. I even, guys, this is a big deal for me. I have never said no to a girl's night. But this week, <laughs> I told Felicia and Caitlin and my mom are doing girls' night. And because we have so few nights, my family right now, which mm-hmm. is what we have going on in our lives, we have so few nights home. Mm-hmm. I actually had to say no. Well, yeah, when I say had I to, I chose, no. sorry. Yeah. I chose to. And they were so respectful, guys. It was like a modeling in all ways. They're all like, <laughs> you do, you know, that like, you do whatever is best for your family. My mom's like, this is a get to, not a have to. So yeah, you do that. Like it, I felt no guilt. They were so, I mean, it was like I modeled what I felt like my little family needed and they modeled like giving me total respect for it. It was still hard though because I do love girls' nights. But, but yes, the idea that... On those nights that we are home, I'm with you. I have, we have been doing seven o'clock bedtimes, mm-hmm. and I make sure. I mean, I give us like an hour of like reading, reading our books. little books. Yeah. <laughs> we turn on the fire and like make it really low key to mm-hmm. kind of counterbalance the totally. party nights where we're up later and they're eating all sorts of yes cakes. And, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and giving that same because at least how I feel during the holidays, I'm like wake up the next morning. I'm like, is this must be what it feel like to be hung over like <laughs> I need some serious recouping and some serious self-care so poor kids they probably feel like that times 20 because they eat five times more sugar mm-hmm. than us and they need way more sleep yeah so giving your kids that respect if you're at a party and they're acting out or maybe they're not quite themselves during the holidays mm-hmm. cut them some slack yes yeah. you know what? that's a good point I've never had an actual hangover because I've never <laughs> drank or done really any mood altering substances in my entire life so but you're right there is for me they're totally like a holiday hangover. over party hanging over and when i say this guys i mean our parties never go past eight so <laughs> like it's, it's true it's even like they're it's late true. i mean maybe 8 30 like the latest yeah yeah it's <laughs> so true so we're feeling it you're right our kids totally would <laughs> and if those of you who are out there who are like actually partying <laughs> then yes. i feel you i'm sure you're feeling an actual more reason than us even. yes seriously <laughs> so really take a nap well. take, take a nap, nap the next day yep Okay, so next tip um, during the holidays is to give. And I've lately been listening to a lot of podcasts emphasizing just, I mean, the statistics of how giving actually makes us feel and chemically changes our mood. And I loved, I was thinking about this, and I loved, um, if you're thinking about what you could give people or maybe some you know, a last minute person you're thinking about or someone you want to give something really meaning meaningful to. Um, and that tip is to give them or if this is, you know, you're trying to do some self-care giving, give them or yourself the gift of time. Um, I th- 
as a parent, especially a mom, if someone were to, you know, give me a little note that said, you know, this is for two hours, anytime to come watch your kids for you, or, you know, here's a little gift card for to get your house cleaned or anything like that. Giving someone the gift of time, or maybe it's to your kid, you know, an hour one of one on one, you're just playing mm-hmm. Legos with them, mm-hmm. which you hate or whatever. Mm-hmm. So giving that gift of time or delegating out um, something that you're doing to somebody else to give yourself back that gift of time, just time is so mm-hmm. precious that I think it can really be a game changer. I love that. And also just just the concept of giving experiences as your Christmas gifts oh. has been a game changer for me. Like we've yes. asked in a nice way, asked our grandparents to obviously they can give whatever they want and we accept any of it with you know graciousness Mm -hmm. but an emphasis on any experience you can give instead of a material thing Mm -hmm. is awesome and so our grandparents have been so great like they'll give them like something small and then they'll actually like give them like a and then this is going to be a trip to the aquarium or Mm -hmm. a date to you know whatever our kids are liking at the time Mm -hmm. and that has been a game changer because you're filling up you're not filling up your house with a bunch of random things and you're actually connecting so I mean even for like my parents and Jeff's parents we've started we only give experiences now so like on Christmas day they will open like a paper like we wrap it and it's for you know like we're going to see this thing at a musical theater this time later or Mm -hmm. whatever the experience is Mm -hmm. and that's just a game changer on its own so if you haven't if you haven't tried out the giving of experiences as gifts it's quite it's lovely. It's so nice. We've we've also done that and it's just really makes for magic because you're mm-hmm. taking yeah, just that feeling of so much stuff at the holidays and the expectations of gifts and it turns it into we get to have quality time together, together and yeah. it's amazing. And they still have something to open, you mm-hmm. know, like for some like some of them like sports games or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it's really Yeah. It's, that's it a fun magical. If you've never tried yes. that out, give it a try. Yep. Okay. And then this tip I just loved. It actually comes from Dr. Phil, but he says, um, you can't ride two horses with one butt, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. I was that's laughing out imagery. loud. It's like the best <laughs> analogy, but I think um, looking forward into the new year, and this is a great time for reflection on that, looking at our role or maybe the story that we're telling ourselves how we should be but it's really to condense down to who are you what's your authentic self what are you doing in your life right now that truly matters and reflect on that during the holidays and use it as a time to simplify looking forward Mm -hmm. um, at your life what are the things that I'm doing that are authentic to me and what are all the things that I can really cut out what are all the horses that I'm not riding well, and I don't need Mm -hmm. to be riding. Mm -hmm. And I just love that tip. Yeah. And I think to add to that idea, you really can't ride two horses at the same time with one butt. So whatever you're doing right this very second is the only thing you can be doing right now. Mm -hmm. So if you need to switch gears in an hour, you can. But I think a lot of us try to do five things at the same time. Mm -hmm. So right now, what is a priority? We're focusing Mm -hmm. on, you know, where you right now as a family say if it's in the evening we're at a party that's Mm -hmm. what we're doing Mm -hmm. or we're actually having a spiritual moment here let's focus on that so I think really just saying where am I right now Mm -hmm. and what is the priority for this very moment yep 
And tapping into that, I mm-hmm. think, would help the trying to squeeze our butt onto two horses. <laughs> I just love that image. It's so <laughs> it's the funny. Best. And, oh, and my, I just want to throw in, these are not pro tips. These are just amateur tips. But <laughs> for me, this time of year, my tips are, I like, I like time reading mm-hmm. and baths and drinking lots of hot drinks whatever your favorite Mm -hmm. hot drinks are like I like herbal teas Mm -hmm. but you know whatever whatever Mm -hmm. floats your boat but anytime you can take the freezingness of outside if you live in a cold place Mm -hmm. those of you who live in warm places you live in warm places right now go to the beach (laughs) I don't want to talk to you (laughs) but if you're in a cold place it taps into the idea of instead of like hating it for me those things like make me feel cozy and mm-hmm. so this time of year, I don't set aside a ton of time because there are a lot of other things that we're doing, but I try to every day to make sure I am carving out a little bit of time to, with a book and a hot drink and a bath, preferably all together, great, mm-hmm. <laughs> but combined, um, is it's helpful for me. Yes, I love that. All right, guys. Well, I hope that this episode helps you um, ponder on and reset some intentions as we go into Christmas week. And we want to wish all of you happy holidays and thanks for listening and being here with us. All right, let's find the magic. (coughs) Me, 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 me. (laughs) Brown cows. (laughs)